Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show, and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you'd like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore, and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey, I'm your host, Mark, and joining me today, we got Ursatz. Welcome back. Back again. Back again to get heated and passionate and talk about some Slaneshi prophets or something. Oh, yeah. My favorite time. It's I good hope thing we're both your... not wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're I... all into this now. I hope you brought your nipple o- lotion. <laughs> nipple lotion yeah we don't want them to chafe while reading this no no no. (laughs) uh today yeah (laughs) Yeah. every every slaneshi cultist needs two things they're chafing oil and they're rubbing pole yeah checked that the week my wife's like what are you doing in that room (laughs) it's okay you can join in if you want (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Uh, so this is a, a short story written by Jay, and it is about Slanish. Uh, we don't have much details. We just see when we open up the article, it's a big Slanishy sign on it. Um, the story is called The Resplendent Prophets. Uh, yeah, let's, let's see where this takes us. The Resplendent Prophets, Heralds of the Dark Prince, the Golden Gods, the Silver-Handed Saints, by Lord Barkius Kain. Introduction. Uh, by the way, this is formatted very nicely. Like oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's black back. Like everything's just everything's been changed. So it's very nice to to just scroll through this very briefly. So let's get into it. Introduction. What is wealth? What is power? Is it what separates ruler from said chuck subject? We no. So many long words. Oh, wait, it's cut out. It's cut out, I think. Hold on. Sorry about that. My dogs have gone crazy. (laughs) As they do. Okay, let's try that again. What is wealth? Wealth is power. It is what separates ruler from subject. We are called tyrants, monsters, thieves, and heretics. All labels given by superstitious priests and imperial lapdogs. We are saints. We are liberators. 
for we are wealthy. Does gazing upon a magnificent castle not inspire a man to achieve the same accomplishments? Does adorning fine jewels and riches not drive those who look upon them to ambition? We free the individual form, complacency, and bring about a higher purpose unto them. Because our wealth, we are powerful, and our power is liberating. Canticles of Brachius Kind, page 118. For as a magnificent as the resplendent prophets are, it is, was not always so. Indeed, there was a point in history when the prophets bent the knee to a decaying empire and paid reverence to a rotting corpse. Originally founded as a chapter of Adeptus Astartes, the prophets were known as the Knights Radiant. The Knights Radiant were a fleet-based chapter recruiting from a plethora of planets whenever ne necessary. The gene seed of the chapter was pure and untainted, though as to whom the gene sire of the chapter is, it's is still unknown. The Knights Radiant are a chapter forged upon an anvil of battle. The culture was steeped in warrior traditions and tempering of martial prowess. All of this in service of the corpse emperor, who the Knights Radiant worshipped with absolute conviction. The chapter believed that, crusading in the name of the god emperor, that he would bestow upon his dutiful servants bounty and perhaps even silver of his then perceived slip and perhaps even a sliver of his then-perceived greatness. For 300 years, the Knights Radiant fought, bled, and died in the shadow of an uncaring patron. There were no spoils to be had, no gratuities given. There was no, there were even, there were only ever more planets to be taken or defended. Rebirth. My brothers, how many have been lost to feed the tireless war machine of the Imperium? How many planets have been fertilized in our blood? We are given lordship of these worlds. Are we repaid for our sacrifices to this de decaying vessel? No. They honor us by giving only more munitions and brothers for us to throw back into the fires of war. We have been starved and left wanting in our service to a false god. It is at last time for us to break our chains of servitude and take what is rightfully ours. Canticles of Brachius Cain, page 32. The Knights Radiant would become disillusioned by the Imperium and Corpse Emperor. Aboard their mighty fleet, Chapter Master Brachius Cain would give a passionate speech of rebellion that inspired his brothers into joining him. Those who could not be enlightened were quickly executed across the 10 companies. The question quickly became not how to rebel, but where to begin. The, emperor, the imperial pleasure world of Midost was home to a lush forest and glistening beaches. Its population was composed entirely of nobility who only became wealthier due to the planet's natural silver deposits, which they exploited. The planet would come under the attack of the Drakai raiders, a drug, I always get this wrong, the Dark Elder raiders, who pillaged and terrorized the world. Heeding the distress call, the Knights Radiant would respond. Still under the guise of loyalists, 10 uh, loyalists, all ten companies would make planetfall that day. The sky rained with drop pods and transport crafts. 
The full might of the chapter was laid bare to witness, and like a mighty claymore, it cleaved into the Dark Elder with an executioner's strength. Why is it we privilege uh, we pillage your homes and take your possessions? Because you have not earned them. You are wealthy by nobility and birth, never tasting the bittersweet fruits of labor and sacrifice. As boys, my brothers and I toiled in the underbellies of hive cities and in the desolate sands of backwater worlds. As aspirants of the chapter, we were tied and or we were tried and tested by the trials to become Astartes. As warriors, we were tempted in the furnace of war. We take what is ours and give unto you the golden bondages of servitude to serve such magnificent beings as us is to taste true wealth and earn the fruits of your labor. You are not slaves. You are indentured to us, and you and we are your golden patrons. Catacles of Brachius Cain, page 46. In less than a day, the Dark Elder were routed back from the planet and forced to retreat back to the webway. The population of Medos came en masse to see their saviors. Cries of reverence and gratitude quickly turned into screams of horror and despair as the night's radiant fell upon them. Houses were raided and cities burned. The populace was rounded up and thrown into chains and shackles of gold. The planetary governor's palace would be the last building to be put, pillaged. The governor himself would be executed and hung from the balcony by his intestines. Nice way to go. The population of Medost was round up and forced to witness the rebirth of the chapter. Chapter Master Brachius Kane's voice would boom with fervor as his address uh, as he addressed the people of their crimes and injustices. Mighty cauldrons would be placed at the steps of the governor's palace and filled with melted silver made from ore within the mines and possessions of the populace. To signify the awakening of the new chapter, each battle brother would dip their gauntlets into the melted silver, a tradition that continues to this day. The Knights Radiant would cast off their name and become the repleasant prophets. The indentured would be brought off world to serve as serfs and fodder for future raids to be conducted. The Inquisition and the Astra Militarum would arrive on Medist only to find the burnt ruins and missing population. A new patron. With the might of a full chapter and a planet's worth of meat shields, the resplendent prophets were capable of raiding hundreds of imperial worlds. Such acts do not go unnoticed though, and the threat of being hunted by the Imperium became very tangible. It was only a matter of time until the prophets would do so, uh, do as so many renegades before them had done, and retreat into the warp. Within the ocean of souls, that is the immaterium, a voice would call out to the prophets. A voice that carried the promise of wealth and pleasure untold. The dark prince reached out to the resplendent prophets with a loving embrace and they were quick to swear worship to his magnificence. Under the young god's patron, the prophets would reap vast wealth across the warp. From raiding other warbands to conquering entire demon worlds, the heights that they could ascend were limitless. 
Slanish was indeed a rewarding host and deemed the prophets worthy of blessings. More acute senses and the ability to receive pleasure from the pain was simple and army. Um, I'll hold on here. Um, okay, so one thing that just kind of caught me here with your story is while it's nicely formatted, um, I think these page breaks need to be um, separated a little better, more distinct. Because uh, you got it lined up in both columns here, and I, I'm just like reading the one side of the column, and there's no obvious kind of point to jump to the right side, even though I need, I know you need to. So maybe that's just a simple page break insert here, but uh, it definitely would help so you don't get lost. So we're talking about slanish rewarding gifts, more acute senses, and the ability to receive pleasure from pain. Now I got to scroll up a page, which is kind of a little awkward the way it's formatted, but it's good. Pleasure from pain, and even a perfume must that permeates whenever the prophet stride, causing any weak-willed individual who inhaled to, to succumb with ecstasy. Bracchus Kine was gifted with an especially potent blessing, bestowing with a tongue of genuine silver. The declarations and canticles spoken by Bracchus Kine are capable of forcing entire cities to bend the knee. Even with all the newfound glory, wealth, uh, sometimes was something was still a myth with a miss with the prophets, a world from which to truly rule and hold as a seat of power and symbol of their status. Bracchus knew in his hearts that only planet that could satisfy, satisfy such a desire was the same planet that saw their rebirth, the pleasure world of Midost. Calling upon their home planet, home patron, calling upon their holy patron, Bracchus Kine petitioned the dark prince for aid in their endeavor. To strike out into real space at full force was a great risk and one that had seen the entire war bands wiped out by the forces of the Imperium. The request was simple, an army. One that, uh, one that radiated with splendor and wealth of the prophets as they raided across the galaxy. His prayers would be answered, and Slanish would give unto his heralds and legion of status uh, made from the finest stones and statues made of the finest stone and marble. Demonets, seekers, and fiends stood as columns and pillars within the halls of the warband's fleets, lifeless until time to strike. With the newfound strength, the resplendent prophets stabbed into the Imperium like a sacrificial blade. The statues that stalked their ships came to life with infernal energies, and bodies that appeared as stiff as rock moved with inhuman grace as they danced across the battlefield, reaping tithes of souls for she who thirsts. Multiple worlds were raided in preparation for the return to Midost. New indentured were brought into the service of the warband, and quickly a militant force of cultic servants were at their command. The whisper of the warp enlightened the prophets as to what had become of Midost since their time of the Imperium. Over 500 years had passed in real space, and it was now the 42nd millennium, in the time that the planet had been repopulated by the Ecclesiarchy and the Adeptus Sororitas. To take a world of such caliber would mean no small task, and so a plan of attack would have to be made. At the outbreak of battle for Midos, the entire fleet of the prophets war warped into orbit all at once, forming an impenetrable spearhead. Any defenses in orbit were quickly rid of, and the vanguard assault of the planet's surface could begin, just as in times of past a steel rain of drop pods would tear across the sky, only this time aiming directly for the inhabitable cities. While AA and ground-to-air ballistics could deal with a tally of drop pods, the sheer volume at which the crafts were being launched meant that the majority would make planet fall. The drop pods carried not heretic authorities, but instead a legion of cultists who stormed from the firing positions 
of the Sisters of Battle stormed into. The indentured fell in droves but quickly would overrun the opposition with numbers. The second wave of the assault saw the hosts of statues summoned onto the battlefield. With the introduction of the Neverborn, madness and disorder quickly ensued. As the carnage played out on the battlefield, the forces of the resplendent prophets stayed abroad their fleet, aboard their fleet to ensure that anyone who would enter the system were quickly dealt with. For weeks, the assault on the planet raged. By week two, half of the prophets made planet fall and were sweeping the cities of resistance. The conflict would persist for another month until the total planetary control was certain. As victory was in sight, Brachus Grand Seguim was unfolding, sensing that the Imperium would uh, be arriving in full force. He enacted a ritual within the defiled ruins of a mass uh, cathedral dedicated to the false emperor. Sacred ruins were drawn on the ritual drawn and ritualistic sacrifices would commence. Entire squads of sisters of battle were captured and brought to the cathedral. Their bodies were broken and mutilated with perverse carvings dedicated to chaos and the dark prince. Their cry for salvation and for the emperor's retribution echoed in a single voice that fed the unquenchable appetite of Slanish. When their torment had reached its climax, the sisters were slain and their blood was used to sanctify the ruins that now encompassed the cathedral. As a united force of the Imperium, Navy, and Inquisition came into the system, a warp storm would tear a hole into the reality, pulling Midos and the heretic Astartes fleet into the warp. Revealing, reveling in the victory, the remains of the cathedral was reformed and expanded uh, upon to building a towering fortress palace of gilded gold. Any surviving civilians or holdout sisters of battle quickly met the golden chains of indenturement, many of whom attempted suicide or provoked their own murder. The world of Midos is now a demon world within the, a warp, within the warp and serves as a home world of the resplendent prophets. Its forest twisted and corrupted into dark reflection of itself that are haunted by the statues who had originally shed blood in the assault of the planet. It once glistened beaches now ran crimson with blood and polluted by the corpses of those who would die in servitude of the warband. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A force of virus. My treacherous brothers, do not forget the debts you owe, or the debts you owe me. I was the vessel that saw us reborn into what we are now. I saved us from our ill fate at the hands of the Imperium. To my younger king, who were not there to witness our ascension, I ask you to look out the palace windows to view the indentured who serve at our feet. I uplift you from that life and liberated you with wealth. If there are those of you who still are not enlightened by my words, then draw your blade. I will gladly pull your head free from the clouds when it rolls off your shoulders. Canticles of Brachius Cain, page 367. And he's pretty cool. A mod- at, in modern times, the forces of the re- replacement prophets are, re- are really fight as one cohesive force, unless called upon. 
but rather as smaller fleets who are those who strike out on their own are still expected to pay forth a share of their accrued wealth to the modest system. Any who dare attempt to oppose the war band or worse, Brachius Kane, find themselves at the sharp end of a blade shortly after denouncing their loyalties. Brachius Kane himself has taken a large interest in the Ultramarines and the Ultramar Segmentum, seeing them as his direct rivals in wealth and stature. He has slowly gathered his forces to conduct such a raid and plans to walk the marble halls of McCraggy's fortress monastery. Instructions. As requested by me, Lord Brachius Kane, this biography is to be reprinted and given to the indentured servants of Medos as a tale of our greatness, so that all may look upon us in awe and reverence, Brachius Kane. Cool. Okay, that was a cool story. There's some things I really enjoyed about it. Uh, I think this Brachius Kane character and even he's written this book and the way he's included this book into his story is very cool. You know, there's a couple page numbers. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. he didn't read a whole or write a whole book for this, but nice little details. I think there's like enough there to write a book of. Like, like yeah, there's yeah. enough little little bits and pieces. Yeah, and like he, he wrote enough that we get the intention of the book. Like this book is very like metaphorical and prophetical almost, you know, and even just like a herald of their coming, essentially. So Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like to see them walk on Ultramar and see what yeah. happens. <laughs> I, I love a good goal that we know is never gonna actually be fulfilled. Yeah, but yeah. But like yeah. it you need a goal and you need that goal that can't be fulfilled so you can always keep playing, you know. We'll get you I next think... time, Ultramarines. Yeah, yeah, the good old Skeletor. <laughs> exactly. Like, he thinks he can do it, but he's never going to do it. But he, he thinks, one day, one day yeah. I'll do this. But it makes a hell of a TV show, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has the cool. sword already, so it works. Um, I like some of the, the rituals that they did, specifically the, the one where they get these silver cauldrons, oh, yeah, and then they cool. dip their arm in it and stuff. Um. Yeah, that, that, was that cool. just works. That's such a cool idea. I I was half expecting to like pour it down the throat of like yeah. those slave people, but then <laughs> that's even cooler. I think. Yeah, I wonder if there's like uh, I wonder if it'd be cool to take it one step further. Like when the Astartes died, then they encase him fully in silver <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, place yeah. him in like you know the chapter tomb. Yeah, or that'd whatever. be cool. So like then, like yeah, statues to worship. Yeah, yeah. So then you walk down into this chapter fortress and it's just like hundreds of silver Astartes in there. And, you know, someone missing an arm because that's how they died or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be, but like, yeah, could be. That would work. Yeah. Cool stuff. That would play on well to the whole God thing as well. Yeah, yeah. We are. Maybe maybe you cast them in gold instead of silver. And maybe that was one thing, too. Like uh, they were called the Golden Gods. I guess they were also yeah, yeah, called yeah. the Silver Handed Saints. So he had kind of a different. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't chosen his precious metal yet. I guess yeah. he wants all of them. <laughs> I recommend either adamantium or <laughs> that one. Cool. And I'll take that one. Um. Yeah, I I like kind of the progression. Um. Yeah, like I I can see how Stardis fall to chaos. You know, you yeah, you yeah, go yeah. and you see all your battle brothers die day after day, and you're not being thanked, and then you're like. Fuck you! We're taking your planet. This is ours now. Like, 
that that reward as well. Like, oh, you've done a good job. Here's some more ammo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like great. <laughs> yeah, yay. <laughs> Back at it again with the bolt gun. Yeah. It, it's very rep- reminiscent of like the Iron Warriors and stuff and kind of their men mentality and their fall to chaos, but that's fine. I think it's good, like like the slanishi, but not like the whole sexual deviant kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another nice thing. I, yeah, I don't think there's really any. No, I don't remember deviancy. reading. Any of it. Yeah, and even he brought into sisters a battle and still kind of avoided the sexual deviancy. Um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. One thing when writing these, like, uh, there's like a fine line between throwing in enough grim dark that you you know need to flavor a story and give it some fucking character, but then also there's sometimes where you're just reading these and you're like. Man, this is just too much. Like you don't. Sometimes you can leave things to the imagination, and like what happened to those sisters of battle. Yeah, we can leave that to the imagination. Yeah, yeah we know. don't need to know that. Yeah, we don't need to know. But so it, it's nice. It was a good little story. I really enjoyed it. Um, I like your color scheme of your army. It's like this. Uh, it's like trimmed. Like cool. Yeah, it's like trimmed in purple, and then like the normal armor panel is like almost this flesh color. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. And then, of course, then, they yeah, have the, the silver, silver arm. Yeah. yeah. I just noticed the chains instead of the, the leather strap for the bolt gun as well. Silver oh, yeah. chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a cool little detail, too. All, like, the chains. They'd put them in gold chains. They're indentured servants. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. Like, um, what do you think about the, the, the Chaos Cultists coming down in drop pods? It seems like a way. I, I could see them just chucking them out on the... <laughs> Yeah. Here's a I feel small like, little thing. I feel like the drop pod doors would open and like all these splatted corpses from the inside would just like <laughs> slump out from the impact. <laughs> you know? Um you have like a sludge going. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious if a human could survive a drop pod landing. It's Yeah, they are pretty solid hitting things. Yeah. 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 I would say. And <laughs> the, the chairs wouldn't be op- optimal for, for like a regular person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the it's drop like that. Like you must be this tall to ride the <laughs> drop pod. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Um, yeah, cool story. I don't have much else to say. I I like it. It's simple. You know, we see the characters fall. We see some nice flavoring with like this book where it's like, yeah, there's some profit here. There's some goals, and I do like at the end there where they they have a rival. They have an end goal. It's all good. It, yeah, it works really well with that. Like, it works well with with the, what's his name, Brachius Kane. Like, you could see him being like over overconfident. Yeah, like the classic <laughs> bad guy. I can do this. You guys, you you're all stupid. Look at me. I have, I have some gold hands, silver <laughs> arm. What do ultramarines have? Blue. <laughs> Blue. That's dumb. <laughs> this is not as good as silver. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jay, for sending in your lore. Uh, once again, I apologize for kind of stumbling over kind of the format of it. Maybe I should have edited it a little bit better. But overall, I really liked your story. Thank you so much for sharing. Ursats, thanks for coming. Thanks for joining me once oh, again. Oh, good. Anytime. Always enjoyable. Have you been writing anything else? Any more joke have stories a... for me? I, I do have a joke story. It's not It's not done yet. I have a, a, another kind of serious story, not 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 like the other giant explosions and, <laughs> and everyone dies stories, but like I I like the do you know the, the relic doors? Uh, I think like so. The, yeah, the, they have the little they, they're like 
I think that they're not chaos now, but they've been made traitors. Yeah, yeah, and they go around and they like take chaos relics and then yeah, 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 weapons and use them against chaos. Yeah. So I've written like kind of like a little story. Not it. It has them, but it does. It just suggests that they're there. Mm. It's like a recruitment, how they recruit kind of thing story. Cool. Okay. Need a little bit of an edit for that, but it's it's pretty much done. Nice, nice. Um, Very cool. Well, I can't wait to have you on and read it. Yeah, I'll finish that up, send it off. I'm finish uh... that other joke story. (laughs) I'm trying to push myself to release a story I've written for episode 100, but I got a lot of work to do still, so. I, I mean, it was... It was a good use of a break, I think. Like I, I use my breaks to do it. Yeah, usually. yeah, 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 yeah. I find that's the thing. Like I uh, have to be inspired, so I just have you know it open on my phone, and I'll just write a couple sentences for yeah, the yeah, yeah. of the day. Yeah, but I, I, I find tough to just sit down for an hour and try to like force oh, that yeah. inspiration. Sometimes it's almost impossible. But uh, cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to uh, support the show on Patreon. Lorehammer Listener Lore on Patreon. Throw me a dollar if you've listened this far. Um, I think it's well worth your time. Uh, also, you could just give me a one-time donation if you don't want to make any commitments. I know some people are afraid of those kind of things. You can just <laughs> throw me Put 20 bucks. On on. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not asking for that much of a commitment. I'm just asking for a one dollar a month Patreon commitment. That's that's all. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. Um, less than a cup of coffee. <laughs> less than a cup of coffee. If you have lore that you want to submit, you can send it to lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. I get hundreds of stories, but you know, I really enjoy doing them, so keep sending them. I will eventually get to them. Um, thanks again, Ursats, for joining me, and we'll see you all on the next Anytime. episode of yep. Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.